You're listening to the Teen Wolf Rewolf. It's official. We're back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that we were dead, but people kept on telling us we were on Twitter. <laughs> we were maybe a little dead. I well, You know what? Maybe <laughs> in, inside. <laughs> I have been perhaps slightly dead. Well, and then still. Yeah. But alive for this here right now. Oh, yeah. I clawed my way out mm-hmm. of the grave uh, to be here to chat with you. On the Teen Wolf Rewolf podcast, a podcast where we talk about MTV's Teen Wolf. My name is Christian. I'm Julia. And we are very much alive for the time being because this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con, we got our first teaser trailer for the Teen Wolf movie. A whole minute and 15 seconds. Of new Teen Wolf content. Wild. Just to be gift over and over again on Twitter for the end of time. And what a gift that is. Yeah, I think so. I think people who, um, like are gift makers and like do the teen wolf thing like they're running out of things <laughs> they're, they're doing b-roll at this point <laughs> yeah the screen caps we were getting from like set were just not enough yeah so but this was really exciting um i knew that it was gonna drop at their panel uh everybody was tweeting me being like you know it's coming out today and i was like do yeah, i well i did kind of i mostly just didn't know what day the teen wolf panel was same um, but it was very exciting. Obviously, a lot of anticipa- anticipation mm. has been built up. And it's funny, I was kind of saying to you, like, we had the announcement that there was going to be a movie, and we've got the cast announcements, and then the well dried up. Like, there was no more news. Buckus. Yeah, and I feel like we've kind of been sitting, we've been busy doing other things, but I feel like we've been kind of, like, waiting, waiting, waiting. And mm-hmm. I, I assumed that we were going to start getting our big news at Comic-Con because Teen Wolf has historically been big news at Comic-Con. Um, and this was a, a really fun, really fun, you know, thing to get to start talking about and thinking about. It's making me really excited for the movie. Although I put out a poll on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we put it out on Instagram as well. And I will say a not insignificant amount of people expressed that this made them less excited for the movie. Personally, I'm here for a good time, so whatever. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about this trailer. Mm -hmm. What are your initial thoughts? Well, we finally know who the villain is going to be. And kind of sort of what the plot might be based on that. And I have to say, I was surprised. I think the choice to bring, I think if you were going to repeat a villain from the show's history, mm-hmm. which I guess is likely to happen when you do a movie instead of a, a seventh season, a seventh season, yeah. um, I think that the only one that you could repeat that were not the Dread Doctors, I guess. And thank God. Thank God, because you know how, you know, you guys know how, <laughs> how we feel we about feel. season five. But I, the one that I think you could bring back with the most success, the high enough stakes, would be the Nogitsune. That said, doing that, knowing we do not have Kira or Styles back in the cast, strikes me as odd. Odd and... Just so interesting because they clearly had to have decided that before they started reaching out for casting. And then when, you know, Dylan O'Brien uh, said no, they could they could have 
figured it out from there. Maybe. Um, I, I, I am slightly like inclined to disagree with you because in the panel that uh, Jeff Davis, Tyler Hecklin, and Tyler Posey were in, he said that he didn't really have a story yet before he mm. reached out to Crystal Reed. So, but that makes it extra weird to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not not excited about it because the new Gitsune is the most successful villain besides Peter. Besides Peter. Yeah. But again, like Peter is like such small fish now compared mm-hmm. to like, cause Teen Wolf has the same thing that every, um, long running genre show has, which is there's always a bigger gun. Yeah. You gotta you know? keep up like, the <laughs> yeah, So I think that, yes, it is going to be the villain that could most easily be transplanted into a movie from the show, especially like, you know, the, as much as I love the Ghost Riders, one off. You can't bring them mm-hmm. back. Um, also, I think it would have been harder to bring back, like, Monroe or the Dread Doctors if you weren't going to have Cody Christian in the cast. Like, there are things that you have to consider, especially since so many people from the early days of Teen Wolf are going to be in this one, mm-hmm. with the exception of Dylan O'Brien. I guess it makes sense. To be honest, we talked about this ad nauseum in mm-hmm. our discussions on season three. A lot of the sort of lore and like Japanese and Japanese American history was not handled with particular grace. Um, I'm hoping there's a sensitivity reader in the room who did a little bit of work this time around. Uh, given the kerfuffle with the Arden Show casting, I don't know how hopeful to be. Yeah, I mean, that still very much disappoints me, and that's mm-hmm. been something that we get tweeted at, like, a lot, a lot is, is a disappointment in the fact that Arden Cho is not returning. Um, the Teen Wolf Wiki has a very long video explaining that situation um, better than I care to in our, this <laughs> podcast. But of course that's disappointing, especially if you're bringing back a villain that is so, like, intertwined with Kira's character and mm-hmm. Styles's character and have neither. We both kind of have like a slight suspicion about the Nagitsune. Do you mm-hmm. want to share it? Oh, as soon as I saw the way that Allison pops up in this teaser, I was like, she has to, to be, be the, the Nagitsune. That's totally what I thought. I almost feel like it's so obvious that we're wrong. Well, it's hard to say because like, obviously the Nogitsune itself is like a, a spirit and so how how did she get brought back? Um, so maybe it's I don't know. She, they saved they saved uh, Theo from the underworld just by stabbing the ground. That's so true. Um, I mean, I feel like she has to be deeply connected to the Nagitsune. Maybe it's not her specifically, but I just cannot see Allison coming back and that being a net good mm-hmm. for everybody involved. No, I mean, it's very, it feels very butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like that would, things would be, you know, at a, at a whack. Y- yeah. Something would be rotten mm-hmm. in, in Denmark. Indeed. Um, <laughs> in, in Beacon Hills. Um, yeah, that was both of our initial thoughts. I'm sure we weren't the only person think- thinking that I was kind mm-hmm. of seeing it on Twitter a little bit. Um, I know some people in the Facebook group were very sort of like us, apprehensive mm-hmm. about the Nogitsune. I think everyone's excited about the idea. I love a trickster. I think that that, you know, made for the unpredictability of season three B made it so much more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm not being like, I'm holding out hope. Like I'm genuinely excited. I'm just really curious on execution me too. Uh, the other thing- Actually, my thoughts on the Teen Wolf movie. Genuinely excited, curious about execution. <laughs> um, Teen Wolf as a whole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In general. The other thing that makes me think that Allison is going to be 
like part of the Nugitsune whatever is because of the initial voiceover at the beginning of the teaser mm-hmm. where presumably the Nugitsune, though not the same actor. Which was disappointing to us. I mean, if it's not the same... Obviously, we haven't seen, like, a body associated with Nogitsune. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, the mummy. So if it's not the, the same person doing the physical performance, I, I wish yeah, they... I'm, well, I just kind of wish they had James Earl Jones did a little bit so we could hear the hear old the voice. voice. Yeah, because yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, the voiceover is saying you want retribution against him and his friends. And based on who we're introduced to in the trailer... The only person I can think of that that applies to is Allison because that's why she's dead. Mm-hmm. Is Maybe. Scott and his friends? I don't. Pre- I don't. Uh, you know, think of her as being a vindictive. Person. Oh, I don't either. Which is, I think, what would make it kind of interesting. Like what happened to her in the theoretical afterlife? Yeah. Okay. A big issue here is that, and we've talked about this Constantly. a million times over. Teen Wolf has not expressed like that much. Um, interest honestly at all in defining like an afterlife or like a spiritual realm or whatever which is fine for the first couple seasons where it just sort of is like you know people are just having these like christian burials Mm -hmm. but then once you bring theo back from the underworld it's like okay but what was happening there (laughs) was he in hell is that what you're trying to tell me he's a little dirty yeah, he was dirty. But yeah. beyond that. But no, I think that that's a really interesting thing. Like, if she is in a sort of underworld, I mean, I would assume that Allison would not end up in the bad place. But if she is mm-hmm. in a type of underworld, it could be a sort of like, you know, that that makes you go crazy or that whatever. Um, possibly. Possibly. We're spitballing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that... It made me really, you know, kind of regardless of the connection to the Nogitsune. The Nogitsune. The Nogitsune. Yeah. Regardless of that connection, seeing Crystal Reed made my heart sing. Oh, the slow-mo walk away from the burning car. Just. It was great. It looked fantastic. Michigan royalty, Crystal Reed. You know what I really appreciated in the panel? Uh, Tyler Posey said something about like how when she left the show, they were both so young and they got to re-know each other as adults. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think that um, everybody, it seems, felt like they were finally ready to kind of go back to Teen Wolf. Like Tyler Posey has been championing a return forever, mm-hmm. but it feels like we were finally in the right place for everybody to like you know, mm-hmm. reopen this story and seeing her knowing she was excited, knowing she had this kind of, you know, weepy conversation with Jeff Davis on the phone. Like really that's something that made me excited because here's the thing kind of, I'm a little bit whatever on how much I stake I have in being like, this movie's going to be phenomenal. This movie's going to be bad or whatever. I'm mostly just excited that everybody got to come back and f- actually feel like the closure and complete their story. Yes. Especially after 6B. 6B, <laughs> which is just so hard to watch. Uh, never going to watch it again. Mm, no. And it, really one of my fears when they announced the movie was like, are we going to have to pick up on that plot line? Because it's so open-ended mm-hmm. at the end of 6B. And uh, I was very nervous because I don't want to know what the conclusion to that is. It's so uninteresting and upsetting to me. Honestly, they could not bring it up at all in the movie and I'd be like that's fine it didn't happen I think that knowing the time jump is about 15 years so Scott is supposed to be slightly older than Tyler Posey is Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be in his 30s which is great great yes um knowing that that's the time jump knowing that they're going to be playing adults knowing that we've left that plot line behind 
I think is the smartest thing they could have done Mm -hmm. because you're bringing back the characters. You are bringing them back with the express purpose of exploring them as adults, as different people. You get to seriously remove yourself from like the lore that would have, you know, been holding on to, to the bits of your story, like not letting it like progress forward or breathe. And Tyler Posey's comments on that were seemed very much in in line with that, which I, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about. I want to see them swear. <laughs> we have been talking about letting Scott and Scott, and we used to say let Styles say the F word, which, sorry, he's not there. Oopsie doodle. But like, yeah. Definitely let, let Scott. Let Scott say the F word. Let Lydia say the F word. Very m- much more importantly, I wrote when we were watching the panel uh, in all caps that they're swearing in the movie. Yes. Which um, Tyler Posey was very excited to confirm for us. Not, not us personally, but, you know, San Diego Comic-Con. No, he was talking to me specifically, <laughs> Christian Skillian, host of the Teen Wolf Real. Um, yeah, I, that made me really excited as well, that mm-hmm. everyone is returning as adults. I think it's really going to change the way that our young characters from the show interact with the adults of the original series, because Scott was very much had a sort of, like, young person relationship with Argent. You know, mm-hmm. that was a father figure. Obviously, his mom is his mom. Like, <laughs> but you have a different relationship with your parents when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. And I am ex- obviously like, that's still my mom. But, but I'm really excited to see how that changes the repartee, how it changes dynamics and, and, and you know, status in, in conversation. I'm especially between Derek and Scott, actually. That is what I was just about to say, because not only um, are they, like, closer in maturity now, and also one would hope that Derek grew up a little bit, because he still had some of that to do. Um, but you are the number one Derek I stand. I just like, love him. He's just a sweet little baby who's never done anything wrong. <laughs> he's just so misunderstood. Um, no, but he's like a dad now. Yeah. Which which means Derek is officially a, a DILF. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Um, Teen Wolf Dilfs. We got got Peter. We got Argent. We got Raphael McCall, who is not a Dilf you should want to fuck, but is one you accidentally do. And then we got Derek rounding out the cast. Oh, and I am very excited. And Melissa McCall is like the MILF. To end all MILFs. To end all MILFs, yeah. Yeah, it's well. It's fantastic that all of the adults are still uh, in the movie mm-hmm. um, because we, that's one of our biggest compliments of Teen Wolf in general is how fantastic the adult characters are. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I'm really excited to see how that has evolved in the like real time jump of like thing time has passed in the real world, but also within the realm of Beacon Hills itself. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and it's going to be in Beacon Hills, which is crucial. And I think they couldn't have done it either way, any other way. Mm-mm. But one of the central conflicts of, you know, the end of 6B is that everybody was like scattering to the winds to like, go to college. Mm-hmm. And now you have a legitimate reason for people to be returning. Yeah. Something I will say, though, that I am skeptical of or mm-hmm. worried about is how much time we're actually going to get to spend with not only every character, but how much we're actually going to be able to explore the new characters. So we have Derek's son. We have another um, another Kitsune. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we have a character name for her yet. Um, there's a, you know, uh, there is a younger cast. It seems like even though Jeff Davis's show Wolfpack, I think doesn't have anything to do 
specifically with Teen Wolf. I don't believe it yet. I don't believe it yet either. Although Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it, which is rad for me, Ooh, but especially up. Julia. I'm um, it seems like they Tyler Posey said something in his, in the panel about how he gets to pass on this role to a younger person, which I is fun and interesting. It's Eli Hale. Yes. Right. Yeah. Can't totally. be anyone else. No, he said that specifically. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's no other teens. But I'm worried that it's it, that it's gonna. <sighs> Jeff Davis said that the the screenplay for this movie was 138 pages. That is so long. Which is insane. By the way, mm-hmm. like 120 is already a, like a long movie, especially mm-hmm. since Teen Wolf does so much with like prolonged action scenes. It's not a dialogue you know? heavy show is what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So that that is that is interesting to me. I'm wondering what's going to end up on the cutting room floor that would make me feel more satisfied about it. What's I'm go- Am I going to see? Am I going to feel satisfied by watching it? Am I? Do I actually feel like I get to spend time with all these characters? Because on paper, it probably seems like that to everybody, but we don't know what the final product of this movie is going to mm-hmm. look like, and that's always something that needs to be sort of considered, especially knowing how long that screen... He was like, it was like a short season seven. And I was like... Okay. Okay. All right. Well, and there are people that we didn't even see in the teaser, and I know that it's not like a full official two and a half minute trailer but um we didn't see Jackson Mm -hmm. we didn't see really if we did like there wasn't a good shot on her face of the new Kitsune like there's pieces missing well yeah we saw Lydia although we got a a tweet almost immediately from Neve on Twitter uh that said uh I can't feel anything about the trailer if I can't see anything in it because I'll tell you what it is teen wolf dark (laughs) with the blue there's so much blue so, glowing blue filter and blue yeah. filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's, what, that's what I want. It'll be nostalgic. And like you going just home. have to watch at night. <laughs> um, yeah, we were sitting here re-watching the trailer before recording, and it is just so bright outside that I'm like... It's cloudy, and we couldn't see anything in the no, trailer. Nope. Yeah. Not a thing. Um, so it's, it's also funny, like... Obviously, Allison coming back is huge, but we're only the only people in the panel and being able to really talk about this was Jeff and the Tylers as the executive producers of the movie. Tyler Squared. Uh, Tyler Squared. I would really like to hear from Holland Roden and Colton Haynes Mm -hmm. and Crystal Reed. I really want to know sort of and I'm sure we're going to get more of this as we get closer and they do more promotional material. By the way, Tyler Hecklin is an (laughs) absolute like king at panels like he is so well media trained so professional which is so good at it funny like because I used to do media training um because mm-hmm. I sometimes work in PR I'm very cool um you are very cool thank you oh god I needed to hear that <laughs> but I used to do media training and it is really interesting on who gets who can pick up the sort of social um expectations of being good at talking to media mm-hmm. and who knows exactly you know what not to say which words to avoid and he is so good he's so well media trained he's obviously been doing this forever because he was a child actor but it's really fun to watch his sort of um poise next to tyler posey's like firecracker attitude he just does whatever and it is so fun he's so Unhinged. charming yeah they are both so charming but on completely different energy levels which is fantastic. No, like it is sort of like the dude who works in your office versus the dude you met at a DIY show. <laughs> Hecklin is so clean cut. And yeah, then you have Posey with the mustache. With the mustache littered in tattoos. I love the tattoos. Oh, interesting thing about the tattoos. Mm. We're not really going to see them in the movie. I was really sort of, I, I don't, 
I don't know if it upset me, mm. but it did sort of make me reopen some of the conversations we had about some of the nudity on Teen Wolf where we were like, is this scandalous and tantalizing or is it just gratuitous? Um, where Tyler Posey seemed very excited by the fact that he did not have to take his clothes off for this movie. He mentioned it twice. twice. And, you know, that I think says a lot. Um, he kind of implied that the you know, reason that he's not showing off his body is because of the tattoos. And isn't that so great that he just gets to wear long sleeves now? Yeah. And that, mm, I don't know. It's so interesting because I feel like it was such a big part of the show. Like obviously when in our pack stats, we would count how many times somebody took their shirt off. Yeah. Cause it's just that prominent. I thought it was weird that nobody had taken their shirt off uh, in the teaser. But I also think that that's appropriate, you know, like agreed. It's funny because it's like now they're adults now is when they can be naked and have it not be like weird. No, but to have so much of your like formative experience. Yeah, but you know what I almost, you know how, you know how I hate euphoria. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are looking at that being like that is gratuitous and awful. And then you have the, and you know, it's voyeuristic and weird. And then you have the response to that is to just not do it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I don't need, because I don't really, that's not why, I'm not watching Teen Wolf for that. I wasn't even as a teenager really watching for that. No. So I, I appreciate that he feels comfortable. I like that we are moving away from sort of, you know, the camp ridiculous, like Teen Wolf twink of the week type of deal. Um, but it makes me sad to think that that was something that he was really excited about. Yeah. It also makes me wonder about the way that they're going to deal with the hellhound. Um, oh, I think Ryan Kelly is cool just being shirtless because that dude is just like, he's just on Instagram being like, look at my muscles. And I'm like, like all right. Fair oh enough. my gosh. Our number one fan, <laughs> Ryan Kelly. We finally have an excuse to talk about him again. Hi, Ryan. I'm just How happy to see him. Yeah. Numero uno. A one since day one, baby. Um, but on the other side of that, yes, you know who they made a cop? Mason. Mason. Okay. And it's a funny thing is the first thing I texted you, the first thing you texted me, and I, that's, I didn't want to dominate this discussion because we've talked to the end of days about like how a lot of Teen Wolf is copaganda. Mm -hmm. The show sympathizes with law enforcement in a way that really unsettles me. Um, but we can't not talk about it. But we cannot talk about it. And not only did you say it to me, I say it to you. It was like one of the first things that showed up in like our Facebook group comments about the trailer. Mm -hmm. Hi, Amanda, who made that comment first, I think. Um, I think that one of the most in like insidious tools of propaganda is making young black men and women cops in shows. Absolutely. And it happens over and over again in every cop show yes yeah. because it's supposed to be like look this isn't just an old white boys club there's you know diverse people here. and there, there are obviously lots of black cops yes but yeah. it is supposed like when you see it on tv it implies like a moral goodness yes which is gross yeah because all cops are bastards um a cab baby yeah and it also feels weird after... Also, it's really weird to have Mason be a cop when he is supposed to be, like, a Lydia-level genius. What happened that he became a cop? I do think that it is supposed to mirror Styles more than Lydia because he really was trying to fill both of those different roles, like, within the friend group of the younger cast. And the last thing that we see of Styles is that he's at, like, FBI summer camp mm -hmm. or whatever. And so I guess to you know the writers that felt like a natural progression for mason but he is supposed to be so unbelievably smart you're telling me he didn't go to college to become an astrophysicist yes yeah what on earth 
or like a, a professor of mythology. Some, something, something. Something. Even just like, because I think he's also set, set sort of like set up to be like, again, like Styles, like an emissary figure. Mm-hmm. Like Deaton, who De- is not just an emissary, he's also a veterinary a do- doctor. A doctor yeah. of veterinary <laughs> medicine. Like, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm, I explain that, like, I, there's no, unless he's in disguise, unless he's in disguise, and that's just what we're seeing, unless he's in disguise, there's no satisfying explanation oh. for why Mason would be a cop. God, I hope, I hope that ends up being what it is. Me too. But... Unforge. But yeah, we all saw it. You all saw it. Everyone everyone booed and hissed. <laughs> but then, you know, it, it backs up to a, like a clip of Sheriff Stilinski and you're like, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. So. Well, hmm. yeah, because he, he the, the copaganda worked on me when it's about the sheriff. <laughs> the dad. I just, there's something about Lyndon Ashby that's so you are my dad, boogie woogie woogie, you're my dad. That like. It's the haircut. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, this has nothing to do with the trailer. Go for it. But it does have to do with the panel, the Comic-Con panel. Jeff Davis just casually dropped that he's an identical twin, (laughs) and his twin brother is named Scott. And then I cried. For anybody who doesn't remember or hasn't been listening that long, I'm a twin. An identical twin. An identical twin. And I always hated Jeff Davis for killing off one of the twins. (laughs) One of the identical one, twins. One of the twins. It doesn't even matter if you're identical. Actually, I know a lot of uh, fraternal twins who are, like, way weirder about being a twin than me and Matt. Me and Madison are, like, normal twins. But, like, the people who I know who are, like, we're still roommates <laughs> are, like, fraternal twins. Dressing the same. Yeah. Um, dressing. So I don't even live in the same city as her. <laughs> but I, I was all of a sudden, like, more sympathetic to that because I was like, oh, he gets it. But I also was like, you named, you know, obviously Scott is the name of the character in, in the, the original movie. Teen Wolf movie but it is like Scott's also his brother <laughs> so Scott could never die yeah because because it's his twin yeah so that was just that was just a cute moment <laughs> where I was like we're the same yeah though you know the number one thing that twins love to hear you're the same <laughs> you're identical <laughs> yeah uh, okay any other thoughts I don't know Jeff just seems really excited about it and it was really nice watching the panel and hearing both uh, of the Tylers talking about how great it was to be back on set with everybody because this is one of those shows where I really believe that most of those people are good friends. Oh yeah, homies. And like it was really cute where he was like, I must have hugged Posey like 50 times the first day and like said I love you to him more than my own family. And it's like they really just kind of did a little bit of growing up on that show together and love each other so much. I mean, something I also really appreciated hearing, um, just sort of because I, no parasociality, but I do care about Tyler Posey and his well-being, yeah. um, is him saying that this is the best he's been in years. And anybody who kind of, unfortunately, being in the public eye means so much of you is in the public eye, including mental health struggles, mm-hmm. very public grief over the loss of his mother which is tragic um and then he also has a bunch of instagram trolls who are like kind of hideous to him and to hear that tyler posey was able to like was you know found so much uh fulfillment in coming back to do this because of how well he is and not like going back to do this because he needs it to make him well again Mm -hmm. was something that just really touched me. Like, as somebody who struggles with mental health issues out the wazoo, like, I really 
love knowing when people get better. I same, really girly. love it. So. Same. Well, and I, I loved hearing him talk about kind of what he's excited for in the movie because, of course, he can't give us specifics because no spoilers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he was talking about how this is returning to Scott at a point where he's like, you know, okay, well, adulthood has started and he's like in it and having a kind of a crisis of learning how to be a human and not having to save the world all the time mm-hmm. and kind of the loneliness that comes with that. Yeah. The, just the idea of like dealing with the regular everyday trauma of being an adult being and alive. they like sort of made like a quarter life crisis. And the kind of thing about Teen Wolf is, is like most of the original fans are now in the midst mm-hmm. of their quarter life crisis. Like I'm not talking about me or anything, but no. like, <laughs> not, this is, is this this is personal experience. Yeah. Like maybe somebody else is feeling that way, <laughs> but no, like being in your late twenties, early thirties, 30s if if you're not like on your whatever like career path and like have a family already which if you are doing that congrats suck my ass um (laughs) oh yeah congrats I guess can be really really sort of unsettling you're so unmoored and I'm 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 really interested to see sort of how Scott deals with not being you know the guy who has to show up with just being a person and figuring out who he is to himself and not to other people. And then having to deal with Allison's return. Oh my gosh. Okay, because. wait, I have a real, I have a, I have a very real question for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to get excited about anything, but like, <laughs> what would you say about a Scallison end game? Oh, I wouldn't hate it. I know. I, I think like, and it's like, is that fan servicey? I don't care. I don't, I want it. Well, I mean, Okay. Putting aside the fact that Allison has just been dead, and yeah. is that and is that okay? Okay, God, this would also just be so good if they brought Isaac back. But like, whatever. But anyway, that makes us very sad. Um, For an Alice Isaac thruple endgame, <laughs> they would all live very, very happily. I know in the home. Yes, um, but you know. Scott is a very, very different person than the last time that he and Allison spent any significant amount of time together, and I think that uh, that would be really satisfying. Because I want to see Scott happy. I'm so sorry. But, like, I don't want him to suffer. Um, And if that is something that, like, feels earned, first of all, that's very important, that it feels earned at the end, Mm -hmm. I do do just, like, want him to be happy. I want them both to be happy. And if that means a Scallison endgame... Go right ahead. I don't even want to plot in this movie. I just want to watch everybody do their laundry and end up okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know what's up with Jackson and Lydia. Very desperately. Yeah. Is Jackson still with Ethan? Yeah. Yeah. In London? No. Couldn't be. But but maybe. Maybe. Some some on-location shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Yes. Um, I think that wraps up our discussion on the trailer, on the panel. Um, obviously, more Teen Wolf news is going to be coming out. We'll get a full trailer. A full trailer. I've been mush mouth this whole podcast. Um, it's been a while. Do you have one final prediction or hope for the movie as we move into our, this next phase of knowing things about it? Oh, God. I really hope that, like, I really hope that the Nogitsune thing plays out n- respectfully. Nicely. Yes. I want every, that's, yes. That's, I want it to be good. <laughs> I just, just to circle back to that because it does make me a little nervous. Well, I'm anxious, but I'm also excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I also, again, if, 
I don't like because it's it's not like having to slug my way through season five. No. It's not like I'm expecting to have the same euphoric high of 3B or 6A. I'm expecting to be entertained and feel like that part of my sort of journey and their journey is can come to a satisfying conclusion. So if the movie sucks, I don't care. If it's amazing, awesome. Added bonus. Great. No, it's going to be really special to return to these characters because it's one thing to rewatch a show and it's another thing to see a new iteration of these people that you really love. Yes, and I'm I'm pumped pumped for that. I think that about wraps it up. You guys will be hearing more from us um about Teen Wolf as we get closer. Follow at Teen Wolf underscore Rewolf on Twitter for those updates. Sometimes we post on Instagram. Um... If you just want to hear me and Julia talk about other things, we have a movie podcast called Sideflix at Sideflix Pod on Twitter. We have another podcast called One Season Wonders. We're working on our second season of that right now. We're going to be watching Netflix's The Society, mm. which uh, a lot of people had really big feelings about. And now that we're watching it, I'm it's fun. I'm having a good time. I'm excited. We may have potential... Uh, cast member interview prospects for uh-huh. for the society little teaser um other than that i have been christian and i've been julia and we hope you guys have a wolf of a week uh, uh, woo! Woo!